Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. Welcome to the 31st episode of Perceived Value. It's me, Sarah Rachel Brown, your host and producer. And I don't know what's gotten into me, but I am releasing another episode, which means you listeners are in for three consecutive weeks of new Proceed Value episodes. I mean, what can I say? I'm feeling kind of generous, just got back from my vacation. And speaking of generosity, did you all know Proceed Value has a support page on our website? Yes, that's right. It lists all the ways in which you can support the podcast, including becoming our patron on patreon.com. And that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. So what you do is you pledge a dollar or 20 bucks, whatever you can. And twice a month when I publish a new episode, your card on file gets charged. If you can't commit... You can always rate and review us on iTunes. That is free, and it's also very important. Last episode, I published an interview I recorded during the ECU Symposium that took place this past January down in North Carolina. If you haven't yet listened to that, I kind of suggest doing so first, because I give insight as to why I was there, what the symposium is, and I just don't feel like getting into all of that again. So yes, I was at this symposium, I was attending as a presenter, and I entitled my breakout session, All Work is Studio Work, which I owe to my friends, Lauren and Sean for the help, so thank you, and during which, I talked about the important and necessary roles within our field that are beyond the bench. Also, hashtag beyond the bench, everyone. During our discussion, the analogy of a rock star was used. You know, we can't all be the rock star. We need the stagehands and tour managers, the drummer, the backup singers, the merch guy, etc. So we discussed these roles that included writers and facilitators, educators, curators, and the list went on. We also brainstormed topics within our field that we feel need more discussion around or more folks writing about. I held two breakout sessions, and each felt quite different, yet both were inspiring and insightful. My recordings today are from these sessions, and they're aired in the order in which they were recorded. My hope is that these short interviews give you listeners a glance into my presentations and those conversations that we were having. Bringing up guests in this manner was a bit of an experiment, and I'm incredibly grateful to the artists who volunteered. I do have to apologize because I neglected to get the full name of a few participants. And if you hear this and it's you, 
Or if you're listening and you know who I'm talking to, would you please reach out and share that with me so I can add it to the website? So please welcome today's guest in the order in which you will hear them. In the morning session was Tara Locklear, Dominic Gadsen, and Brandon Welsh. In my afternoon session was Carrie and Brian. And I both know that they're students of Jane Ritchie's at Old Dominion University. So if you can give me their last names, I would be incredibly grateful. And I round out my day with Adwa Obeng, who is at Bowling Green State University and was an absolute pleasure to speak with. As always, enjoy. Hello. Hello. One of my things I like to do when I'm <clears throat> starting a recording with somebody is not tell them that I'm starting the recording because people get freaked out. They're like, okay, are you starting yet? Are you starting yet? No, I'm just checking your mic levels. <laughs> so I'm checking your mic levels. Tara, what'd you eat for breakfast? Yogurt. You're going to have to give me a little bit more here. I need you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I brought. See, my she clipped. You see that? Favorite. That's clipping. Yogurt. CG's. And I had coffee and water. Did you have any coffee at the hotel we're staying at? No, I heard it's terrible. It's awful. And today I actually like so. there was some like weird taste within it. And Ew, I was like, gross. I know. That is disgusting. I drank like half of mm. it just because I was desperate, but I was like, what am I drinking? Brown water. Ooh. <laughs> it's like vultures. Brown water. Brown water. Vultures. Um, okay, so on my focus right, this is also where I'm controlling the volume of my mic so I can adjust them here. Some people are loud talkers like me, and some people are not. You can tell when I'm talking really loud through my recording because it gets really big. Hmm. And then when I'm talking gently, it huh. gets smaller. Like that. See it? That's it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Hello, Sarah. Hey. Hey, everyone that's listening. Um, you know, I'm just at the ECU Symposium in Greenville, North well, Carolina. Well, that's mm-hmm. right. My alma mater. Uh, in front of a room full of people recording. I think this is the most people I've recorded in front of yet. Is it? I don't know. Like our opening at Munich Jewelry Week had a say, ton of people, people in there. How many have in Germany? A lot. You guys, you want to know about the most intimidating thing ever? Sitting, interviewing people when like David Belander's walking in, <laughs> Helen Britton, the curator for the Mad. I was just sitting there like, all right, I'm like, hey. hey. <laughs> what about in New York Jewelry Week? Did you have a- um Jewelry Week was pretty good. It was, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it wasn't as many people. Okay. It was not at one time, right? Like I was okay. at the headquarters yeah. set up and people were walking by. So yeah. that was a little bit different. But then there was that moment where it's like, I look down, I'm recording and I just like somebody's jostling beside me and I was about to yell at them. And then I look and it's Sienna Patty. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. What are you doing down there? <laughs> She's like on the phone like, floor, like organizing something. Dang, it, it was, was really funny. room only. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Tara. So... Yeah. Listeners, we are at the symposium. I'm actually giving a demonstration as we record this right now, which is and kind you're of doing bizarre. An awesome job! Oh my god, thank you! you it's my first presentation as I a te- podcaster. I teared up a little in the beginning. Oh really? Was, yeah, I did. Seriously, oh, thanks, girl. So, thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm here. I picked Tara Locklear to be my first guinea pig because I know you a little, so. I, we're comfortable. Yeah, I know you a lot. Actually, I didn't mean it like that. But we're comfortable with each other. So yeah. I knew I could bring you up here and like do whatever I wanted. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so in this conversation, all work is studio work was the name of my presentation, which related to the fact that I want to really encourage everybody to stop yep. trying to be the celebrated artist. Yep. 
I mean, yes, we need the celebrated artist. Wait, I said that wrong. I just want you to like try to do other things too. (laughs) You know, it's a really interesting topic, your title, because Sean and Loring were so spot on. Yeah. And all those conversations that we've all had and just, it's a relative thing because I think as a living, like an, oh, as an artist and also me and my studio assistant before she left, Mm -hmm. it was one of those things. There's so many things that the field needs other than the beautiful objects that the field should be known for, it should be also known for every other beautiful thing that we can offer. We have a different lens that we see things through, Mm -hmm. and so we see life a little differently. Mm -hmm. And sharing that through our field knowledge, whether it's your degree or whether you made a living and you don't wanna make jewelry anymore, or like whatever that skill set is, you have something better on your resume to offer than that person straight out of school. Yeah. You know, so like writing, assisting, volunteering, working in places where you can give almost kind of like that great tour guides background knowledge that they have that Mm -hmm. only they know. You're very valuable. We are very valuable in that way. Yeah. And I think like it's so important because there I can't tell you how many times like what you were talking about. Like I just did for my business. I just did. I wanted to do an annual milling Mm -hmm. and I spent two solid weeks making no work not responding to the emails that I should have been on time (laughs) because I was so consumed with trying to do this mailing that I've had on my to-do list for three years yeah and it's it's hard it's It's, a lot of work oh my god it was like yeah but when it was when I got done with it it was like the best necklace I had ever made yeah because now I have the institutional memory to do it again every year and when I say two weeks it was like pulling emails pulling addresses people that had bought things via Instagram like via online or at a craft show or like whatever and like actually archiving those addresses and sending a mailer as simple as that sounds it is so hard yeah but it was like making a necklace and I always say that it's like if you're spending 40 hours you know doing admin work you have to do that yeah. And, you know, so all work is studio work. All I took, of it. I took a business class when I was at Penland with somebody who gets paid the big bucks to go into corporations and organize them and help them figure out where they can be more efficient and whatnot. He was just amazing. But there was, as artists, we had to apply to get in this class. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, so you're running your own business as an artist. He's like, how many hours a week do you think you actually devote? <laughs> He's like, how many days out of your five, seven day work week do you actually devote to actually making the work? Okay. You know, we're all like, oh, like four, maybe <laughs> like four to five and two days, like admin, uh-uh. blah, blah. And he's like, no, uh-uh. opposite. It's like two days a week you're making work five days a week, you're running the hustle on everything else. So you have to really think about that too. If you're graduating and your intention is to be a production jeweler or a working artist, the reality of it is that you're not gonna be in the studio that much. And the answer is not just to go back to grad school so you can just be in the studio, you know? Like, you gotta lean into it. Yeah, I've, you know, when I got out of school, it was the same thing, it was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I had quit corporate, I had gone back to school and like, I was like, well, I don't want to bartend. I've bartended for 22 years. I don't want to go and work for somebody and make them money, which I'm really good at making money for other people. Oh, I'm really great at it. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love jobs. You know, I love working. I I had three of them through school. You know, I love (laughs) doing things. And then I was like, if I, and I know myself, I know my bad habits. And it was like, if I don't do this, I will never do it. Yeah. And so, and that was the thing. It's like, I gave myself the space and room to be poor as shit. Oh yeah, you're gonna be real poor when you start. And you know, my husband came along for the ride and was like, oh, here we go, you know? And 
honestly, if I didn't have that person saying that you can do this and have my voice to say that, and yeah. we lived very simply, very <laughs> tightly, yeah. you know, because he was poor too. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so it was just like you, I took a chance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the same thing, but you, it's like you work all the time. Like, oh, all the time. I, I cannot tell you how many times he's like, are you going to work on your computer while we actually watch this 30 minute show? Yeah, I got to do this email. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like being fully engaged in my house is hard. And, you know, I don't want to glamorize like I don't like that culture of like I just work all the time and I never sleep or eat and work. work oh, work, no, work, I work. sleep and I eat. No, no, no. <laughs> but I wanted to clarify yeah. the difference of that is like but I still work all the time right now. Yeah. And the reason why is because I want to get to a place where I'm getting paid to podcast or get to a place where I'm making a living off my work. Well, and I love it. It's like yeah. I love doing what I do because to know that you've created something and that the only way that it sustains is if you still do it is exciting. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and yes, I work all the time by choice. And mm-hmm. also because sometimes you have to, but it's exciting when it's done and when you've done it, that accomplishment, that feeling, that knowing, mm-hmm. you know, because I also clean a lot because I've learned <laughs> in the past few years, cleaning gives me clarity to work. Oh, I like that. You know, that. it's like it gives me the space to think and have an end and a purpose. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think it's it makes it makes my life better. Like I feel like I have more balance. Nice. Tara, thank you for jumping on the microphone <laughs> for me. Everybody Tara Locklear. Hey, Yay. thanks for you. Okay. So, I'm going to set your mic levels. Good okay. Lord, I'm loud today. Um, Somebody please get my picture while I'm up here. Oh my God, yes. All the social media posts, contents, all the things. Hey. Um, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well, actually. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming to my breakout presentation. I'm very that excited. means a lot to me. Uh, I love the fact that I met you, geez, uh, 2016? Yes, 20, at Winthrop. Yes. Yeah, as a visiting mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I liked about you, Dom, is that I've met a lot of students and artists and whatnot. And you found me on Instagram. And I think you started following me. And so I followed you back. And you just every once in a while would like comment or like or DM or something, which is really smart, you guys. Like I got to go to Helen Britton's house in Munich, Germany for Whoa. breakfast because I, we DM'd her. And we're like, we love you, Helen Britton. And now we're friends with her. (laughs) Um, So like connecting with these people that you're meeting at um, symposiums or conferences or anything uh, and then following through and staying connected is really important. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my thing. And like, I mean, I'm pretty young. I just graduated from undergrad. But when I come to these things and I get the opportunity, I know like the workshops are cool and this is cool taking that information. But for me, I'm a people person before anything. So like taking in those experiences and making those connections is what means the most to me. Yeah. And so it's like really exciting when I get to like meet people last year and then I'm seeing them now and I'm like, oh my gosh, hey, like, do you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna take that chance anyway, because I mean, I need a job, so. Yeah. Girl <laughs> needs a job. Her name's Dom. We're gonna have all the information <laughs> on the description of the podcast. You know, well, I like to also think about experiences like this are investing in your network. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a nice way to put it. Hashtag investing in your network. Um, because it's true. And this gives you an opportunity to be in the same room with a lot of people that can, you never know how people can can help you yeah. in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, Dom, those shoes I showed, I just put a picture of them on Instagram. I was like, I'm cleaning house. I want these shoes out of my life. I handmade them. If this is your size, first one to DM me gets them. 
and it was Dom, and I thought that was really awesome. I'm on my social media game. Yeah, so. you are. Good job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's good because you just graduated. So what are you doing? Um, nothing. Okay. Um, so right. yeah, just graduated in December. Um, so it's been about a month now. Oh wow! I thought like in May. Oh my no, god, you're so new. Very fresh. So Aww. you know. Um, so I say I'm doing nothing, but I'm actually like you know I'm applying for jobs and I'm taking I'm here. And I'm taking the time to, you know, give myself a moment to like recollect myself after you know five years for me of undergrad you know and making work for so long that was work for other people and being in an environment that wasn't that diverse and being around a lot of people who I had to find other ways to connect with them Mm -hmm. other than you know looking at somebody and seeing them like oh me and that person are similar in this way you know so um you know I've been doing a lot of things I've been exercising and I've been reading more I love that you're yeah exercise that's a big deal when you have time it it is it's it's like I'm doing more things for my mental health right now and also trying to you know allow myself to remember that it's okay that I am not making work right now. It's okay that I'm living with my mom again. It's okay that like, you know, like I have to make bigger strides to hang out with my friends because I'm not in the same city that I was when I was an undergrad. So all of these things. So I'm taking it day by day. That's good. I mean, just even the way that you're describing it sounds really healthy. <laughs> you it, know? Is, it is. I feel just like I am in a, a healthy it. place in my life right now, even though I am so young and I do stress about it and I do cry. But, you know, my mom, she taught me to be pretty tough. And, you know, it is really tough, like, you know, especially honestly it's tough being a minority and it's tough being a woman yeah. and all these things it's like you know like give yourself a break you know you're doing great mm-hmm. you and everybody's college i did so that's a huge accomplishment right there yes anybody if they want to bl- buy my diploma you're welcome to <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some money so yeah i need some money um what did what is your exact degree in it's like a BA in fine arts or it's what a, is it's that? It's a it's a BFA and my concentration was metalsmithing. So holla mm-hmm. at the metalsmith. That's why I'm here because I love jewelry, well, which is funny because I um, had no idea anything about it. I was actually a chemistry major when I started college. Oh, I bet your mom yeah. loved that you changed the art. Okay, so she loved that I was in forensics. <laughs> okay, so m- my mom, I call her Tony. She's very, that's hey, her Tony. first name. Yeah, hey, Tony. She's very supportive. So I was forensic chemistry and we grew up, I grew up with her like watching a lot of unsolved mysteries and it's kind of funny because she always tells me that she did grow up with us because she was a young mom so technically we both grew up watching unsolved mysteries together (laughs) and you know I was like I'm gonna go in forensics like this is gonna be awesome and then you know you get into it and you're like "Mm, I'm bad at math so then I was like well (laughs) well I'm about to fail out of college what can I do I was like art I was like okay so what concentration Mm, I I wear jewelry (laughs) I was like okay I like it it's It's cute it's cool so I'm gonna do this and then I get into it and then I stuck with it and then it's like okay I can be good at this I can be good at things if I stick with it and so yeah. that's what this degree has taught me because seriously I had no background in art I knew nothing nothing and I was so intimidated by all of my friends who like you know had like knew at least a little bit of art, art history or anything and I'm just like I've heard of Picasso so <laughs> let's see <laughs> let's see how far that takes me <laughs> so Dom um if you think about what other role you can play in the community rather than just the maker, mm-hmm. what kind of role do you think your strengths would speak to? So this, honestly, this breakout session has inspired me. I want to be oh, a role you. where like, I connect with people and experiences because knowing myself and, like I said, as a minority, like it's, it's hard finding people you can relate to. But yeah. even on that, I don't think anybody's experiences are not valid, you know, no matter who yeah. you are. So it's like, I think art is more than just what you're making it's about the experience why are you making that what experiences led you to make that you know Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that people share that story and find other ways to connect with people and be more inclusive and accessible in that way so and you need 
And um, in that regard, it's like you'd be a great person to lead that. I want to. Yeah. I, honestly, I am a leader. I'm not going to lie. You know, they yeah. always say that, like, if, you're, if your second toe is longer than your first toe, that means you're a leader. And mine got, some, mine got some length to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's kind of weird. But, I mean, it's true. <laughs> uh, well, what, what do you think something is small within the next couple of months while you have this time to reflect and kind of recharge and regroup that you can start thinking about? I could write, you know, I could write could what write. I'm telling you right now. I could write this and I could edit it and think about it and ask other people and talk to people and figure out, you know, like, this is how I feel. How do you feel about that? You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best way to like get, you know, information is connecting with people because everybody feels this way. I don't, I don't care if you think you don't like everybody feels this yeah, way. everybody do. wants to be heard and everybody mm-hmm. wants to be included, you know, yeah. and even if you are in a room that you're surrounded by people that look like you doesn't mean that you feel included all the time, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm take I am taking more time to write to myself about things and analyze those feelings I had from the beginning of undergrad and even some in high school to like this point now as a, like yeah. a young woman, you know, developing those feelings and, kind of figuring out what they mean on a deeper level and what they can mean to other people. So and maybe those writings in a few years or something, whenever you're ready, develop into something else that's a project or you publish them or, yeah. or look, they just stay in your journal forever. Look, look out for my manifesto. So, Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Dom, so. I'm so happy you jumped on the microphone. I, I am too. I feel good about this. Congratulations on graduating. It's pretty cool to have Thank gotten you. to see you when you were in school and then kind of see you as this like beautiful woman with your new degree, just doing your thing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that, that means a lot to me. So <laughs> it feels good to be here. And so. she needs a job guys so yes. i'm gonna put her information I and do, uh, holler at job. job yes anybody <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to relocate so. oh yeah where do you live let's give i'm in columbia south carolina okay hometown um so i'm i'm definitely area, definitely willing relocate. to relocate i want right. to relocate so <laughs> so yes all right thank, thank you, you yes thank you check 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 mm-hmm. so i'm gonna turn that up a little there yeah. so brandon mm-hmm. did you guys drive down here yeah we did oh you did mm-hmm. it wasn't um, fun it wasn't fun? No. Why I, was, <laughs> just because it was so long? Yeah, that and like, um, I had to drive uh, Cappy Conard's vehicle. Yeah. And like, it was the first time I'd driven in a long time. And I was like, very scared that I might destroy <laughs> might her car. might wreck Cappy <laughs> Conard's yeah. vehicle? Yeah, I'd be yeah. a little scared about that mm-hmm. too. Um, so have you been to the ECU symposium before? This is my first time and I'm, I'm really enjoying it actually. Yeah? Yeah. Why um, did you want to come? Um, it, there's a lot of uh, demos, and I, I mm-hmm. find that sort of environment kind of levels the playing field a lot more than strictly networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of, like, social anxiety, so it's, like, yeah. tough for me to just be like, hey, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. how's that been going for you then? Because I I don't have a lot of social anxiety, and this still makes me anxious. Yeah, um, it, it's been pretty good. I've met some pretty cool people already. Yeah. Uh, as much as I can. Yeah. You know, as much as I'm comfortable with. And oh, I think yeah. That's well, you just met me. Yeah. And I'm really good at introducing people <laughs> even when they don't want to be introduced. Yeah. So <laughs> watch out. I'm just going to be seeing Brandon. Hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what year are you in school? Um, there's like some weird stuff with school. Mm-hmm. I I should be on my last semester, but financially it didn't work out yeah. particularly. So I'm taking like uh, just one semester off, hopefully. Good. Okay. Take a little breather and mm-hmm. then go back. Yeah, I think that's healthy. I feel like we don't put enough, we don't let people understand that it's okay to take breaks enough. I feel mm. like you know, I, especially like when you go straight into grad sc- or grad or 
college after graduating high school sorry mm-hmm. i also took a year off of that oh you did yeah. oh good for you i really mm-hmm. wish i would have done it because then mm-hmm. maybe i wouldn't have like dropped out and been a pre-dentistry major <laughs> i had but no idea i've i found that well i think that like rest is probably the most important part of creating yeah and it's where you like uh really take stock of why you're doing things yeah. and you're able to take in new things to push something else out yeah I did that. I relate to that. When I finished my residency at Aramont, I moved to um, Philly. Mm-hmm. And there were six months where, I don't know if I was like in a deep depression, but I kind of was. It was like a transition. Mm. And I just, I didn't make anything. And I was thinking about the podcast, but I hadn't done it yet. And I think mm. that was just this period of time I needed was rest. Yeah. Even when I couldn't see that that's what I was doing, um, it was good. What are you going to do when you take that quarter off? Are you going to stay in Edinburgh, save money? Like mm. I, I live with my fiance at her... Um, um, well, with her. So yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I'm currently like working on a, a, a line to uh, a production line to yeah. um, uh, hopefully sell some. I don't yeah. Know. Well, we'll okay. it's the end goal, right? Yeah. Did um, you make that engagement ring? Um, it's not an engagement ring, but I have made one. Oh, it's okay. more of like a promise ring because oh. I can't afford gold. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But someday you'll get to make, you'll probably make the ring yourself. I'd like to. It's, yeah. a, it's a tough process or like project because. Yeah. I really love her and like I really want to make something very special for her mm-hmm. uh, and I want to be like at a good level for that but yeah. like when when is that it's you a know? lot of pressure I mm-hmm. hate making engagement rings for friends yeah yeah I just I avoid it I don't answer their email I'm bad about that actually mm-hmm. but it is it's like if you know the person it's so much more scary mm-hmm. and it's because you're so invested in them and you love them so much mm-hmm. um, so as a group there's is there a lot of Edinburgh students here Did yeah I, I think we've got about seven seven okay. seven students here is that something that your professors just say like hey this is a valuable experience we should do it or like how does that come about um, I think it is uh, like Capians who both um, uh, let us know, but a lot of the the, the medals club really spearheads like oh, acquiring your medals funds. club. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! So, did you guys do fundraising to raise money to come here to do this? We do. We do like jewelry sales every once in a while. Nice. Um, and we we uh, I think a lot of this came from uh, asking for funds from yeah. the student government association. Oh, that's good. So, did you actually have to pay anything out of pocket, or did you guys raise enough? Uh, we raised enough. How much mm-hmm. does a ticket cost to this? I forgot to ask that. I think like ninety. Ninety five. Oh, mm. damn, 120. Oh, students, 98 mm-hmm. or somewhere around there. Okay, all right. But we were able to, like, um, get a, a, what are they called? Group pass, Airbnb? Yeah. Oh, you're mm-hmm. all Airbnb mm-hmm. together? There's a lot of uh, groups Airbnb now. It's like, you know, it's I think cool. Airbnb would have been nicer than the hotel I'm in, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> screwed that one up. We actually found this um, very old letter uh, from, like, 2001 mm-hmm. in our Airbnb. What? Just last night, yeah. There oh, was this, cool! What did it say? Yeah, it was this woman who was writing. Uh, I assume her maybe boyfriend at the time. Uh huh. She was um, saying, uh, "You need to respond to me because I'm very dedicated to you." But I, like, every time I call you, you say you're at church, which you're not. Oh and, wow! And what an intense letter to it, find. It was. It was like it, extremely voyeuristic. It was yeah. like really like. You're getting in on a very mm. intimate, vulnerable conversation. From 2001. It was yeah. like such a, an and, insane find. And you think about technology then, that it, it wasn't just like, oh, then you can be a voyeur through social media to be like, where mm-hmm. are they if they're not? A, like, that wasn't a thing yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
That's crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do with the letter? Are you just leaving it where you found it? Or is somebody like, I need this? It had a bunch of um, like cockroach bits. Oh, never know? mind. Yeah. All right. I'm, I might. I like bugs, but yeah. like not, <laughs> not cockroaches. I'm the type of person that would love that letter and hold mm-hmm. it. Like when I find things like that, um, I yeah. keep it. Yeah, it was like really important to at least one person. Well, you know, there was that coffee table book and zine series called Found Mm. that in the early 2000s I really loved. And it was things like that where people found like old love notes or just like scraps of paper with things on them and they would send them in and then they would compile them. You should look it up. I think you would really like it. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, so it'd be things like that. Like you find like an old letter and then they publish it and you, you know, you never find the mystery of it, but Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to have insight into little glimpses Mm -hmm. of people's lives. Those are my favorite types of stories. Just little slice of life. Mm -hmm. Because it's like happening all the time, but it's never... Like when you when you give it that sort of um, reverence that it, it kind of deserves, but mm-hmm. we don't like in the moment. It's yeah. just really, really nice. Yeah. So, Brandon, what do you think your strengths would play to like a different role within mm-hmm. our community outside of being the maker? I would like to, to write more. I'm not mm-hmm. very good at organizing my thoughts, but um, yeah. my fiance is a... Uh, uh, an English major and she really oh, helps. Damn, with that. you yeah. have a built in editor. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just like. I like I know what I want to say I just don't know how to put it into like physical words yeah a lot um I relate to that so I'll I'll just um I'll like I'll say like hey I want to say like this does this sound right is this grammatically correct and she'll like help me like mold it so it's Mm -hmm. it's really every every uh everything I've ever written is um a collaboration yeah well that's kind of beautiful Mm -hmm. especially since you know you guys are in love and like gonna dedicate your lives to each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh well I don't know. I encourage you to write something for and submit it to. Are you familiar with Art Jewelry Forum that I mentioned in my presentation? No, not really. Oh my god, you need to be. Mm. I mean, we're in this field. Yeah, they're they're really um, pushing. They're like an online archive of what's happening, and I know you don't get paid a lot. I don't know if you get paid at all, but or some, but. They're really good at mentoring people who want to be writers for them and bringing mm-hmm. them on board and helping them. They'll give you the topic and they'll kind of work you through the process. So I've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Dalton, who was in here, is a really good person to talk to. So if you're mm-hmm. interested at all, I could introduce you guys because yeah. she's awesome. I think that'd be really nice. Yeah, I worked with her. I, Art Jewelry Forum asked me to do an interview and she was my interviewer and she was just really lovely to work with because it's all written out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... She's good things. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for jumping on the oh. mic and talking to me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope yeah. your rest of your experience here is amazing. Thank you. You too. Right, thanks. So, Carrie. Hi. Hi. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Never. Right there for you. Okay. Um, so now you can actually hear what I mean by when I go like this, that I go in and out. I totally do. How annoying would that be if you had to listen to that? Extremely. So whenever I have a guest, I have to kind of vet them a little bit, right? Oh my God, I'm so loud. Okay, I'm going to turn myself down. I also have controls on this little little guy here for the volume. I could do that in post-production, meaning after I've recorded and after the fact, but um, that takes time and I'm lazy. So I just try to get everything right the first time around. The other thing that I don't do with Proceed Value, which I feel, you know, it's like hashtag radical transparency, all the things, um, I don't edit. So I give my guest a outline of the questions that I'm going to ask them so they feel that they're prepared and good to go. And that also gives them an opportunity to say like, hey, 
I have a terrible relationship with my dad, so don't bring up my dad. Or I can tell you that I make a range between fifteen to $70,000, but I can't give you an exact number because of my job. So it's that kind of stuff. And so then it's a collaboration of a conversation. Um, other things that I do is, so, Carrie, yes. So if you slouch, slouch. You have great posture with the microphone. It's a good level. The other thing you want to be conscious of is that people talk with their hands. And when you do that, you are affecting my sound quality. So, um, and I've also noticed that people, when they get on a microphone, they talk really fast because they're really nervous and they, take, they forget to breathe. So when that happens, this is, my, this is my code for that. I go, and they see me. We don't interrupt our recording. No one has to know that they're freaking out. And then they just like chill out. We also, missing is usually a glass of wine or a tasty beverage of your choice. <laughs> Calms the nerves, makes it nice. So Carrie. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. We're here at the ECU Symposium. We, it is now the afternoon session, so the second breakout session, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, Carrie, have you been to the ECU Symposium before? This is my very first time. Oh, really? Where'd you travel from? Old Dominion University in Norfolk. It's about two hours north east of here. Oh, good. So it wasn't really like a huge travel nah, commitment for you? Yeah. Did you come with other... So you, when we were having a discussion, you guys, we've been brainstorming topics within our community that we feel should be addressed. Um, you mentioned you're a student. I am. Yeah. What year are you? I am, well, two semesters away from graduating if I stretch it a little bit. Okay. Which I'm trying to do because I'm really not done taking classes yet. Yeah, you just feel like you still have so much you want to take. I really do. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I mean, technically, couldn't you just go on taking classes forever if you wanted? Pretty much at this stage of my life, I can. I'm fortunate in that I'm actually a retired biology professor. And so I am in exactly that position. I'm taking classes for fun. And so, um, yeah, I just keep taking classes every once in a while. They throw a degree at me and And then then I just keep going. Oh my God, cool. Yeah. Well, a few questions about that. First of all, I met a lot of people like you when I lived at Penland. There's so many retired, and I always thought it was really interesting where it wasn't like they were a retired art teacher or whatever. They were like retired dentist or engineer, and then they come to jewelry or something later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do you pay out of pocket for all the classes? Um, I'm fortunate that I don't. My husband works for the university, and it doesn't there have anything to do with the fact that I worked for the university for 15 years that I get free classes, but the fact oh. that he still does. Um, I can take two classes a semester for free. And starting this year, the fact that I'm 60 um, means that throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia, I can take classes at any of the universities and community colleges for free. Really? Yes, ma'am. So you could just be a student for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah, you could have said it. Podcasting, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. So then, what other classes are you taking? Did you did you just fall into metal smithing, or did you go I into? I did. Th- no, oh. I totally did. Um, I'm actually a photography major. Okay. But um, one of our requirements for the BFA is that you take what they call a craft class, and one of the options for that is metalsmithing so I took the intro to metalsmithing class this summer and totally fell in love with it took the intermediate class in the fall I'm taking alternative jewelry now and I just can't get enough of it so 
coming to the symposium, was it something that your teachers were like, we're getting a group together, and so you came along? Exactly, exactly. How do you feel about being in this experience, having come from like a non, you're a non-traditional student in the sense that you're coming at it at a later time in life, but also as like a second or third career, you seem like the type of person that's done a lot. Um, how do you feel about like getting this insight into the greater metals community? Oh, it's lovely. Um, yeah. I'm used to going to conferences because that was part of my professional life as a scientist. And yeah. so I kind of had an idea what to expect in the sense of networking and workshops. And I mean, I kind of knew what would be happening. Yeah. I had no idea how much fun I was going to have. I mean, oh, I knew yeah. I'd have a good time, but this has just been such a blast. And the level of inspiration that I'm kind of feeding off of mm -hmm. is insane. It's off the hook. And the work that I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. from everybody, from the, the students through the, you know, people that have been doing it for decades and decades is just unbelievable. I told my husband, it kind of makes me feel like I'm swimming in the wrong pond, but yeah, I just have to believe in myself and that, no, I'm in the right place right now. Yeah, you're here. I mean, and it's so funny. It's, you know, as your first like metalsmithing jewelry symposium, any kind of symposium. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Like I just get so anxious about these things, even though I like keep going to them. I'm just like, I always feel it's like the first day of high school somehow again. And I'm just like, Oh, what if no one's going to sit by me at lunch and who am I going to eat dinner with? And yeah, that's a little scary. Um, I've had that experience, but yeah. I've never had nobody sit, but sit with me at lunch. So okay, good. I've been very lucky in the places that I've gone and going nice. with a group makes a real difference. I don't know that yeah. I would have come by on my own. No, yeah. I might not have been that brave. Did you guys, one of your professors come? Or one of my professors and two other students. So we're a good little group. Are you guys all staying together somewhere? Um, they're staying at an Airbnb. I'm at the hotel. Yeah, that's right. You're like, I'm older. I'm, I'm way old. Yeah. I got my own room too. Like, I just, I can't deal. Things like this. Nope. Like, I need my quiet time. Exactly. <laughs> Appreciate you, Carrie. Um, well, was what topic did you suggest? What topic were we talking about with you? Alternative education streams. Um, I'm I, not in a position to be able to go to graduate school, which oh. I would like to be able to do simply to further my skill set. Yeah. And to be in an environment where I'm exposed to a greater variety of ideas yeah. and concepts because we're a fairly small art department to start with. Yeah. And a, a tiny metals department. Read two people. Yeah. So it's a tiny little department and there's not a lot of diversity of students. There's not a lot of diversity of, of ideas for that, for that reason. Yeah. Um, which is just because it's the nature of the department. Yeah. So I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm kind of getting enough basic technique under my belt that I feel like I can now kind of start developing concepts yeah and then seeing where those concepts can take me mm -hmm. yeah but I'm going to graduate yeah you know yeah. and so I can keep coming back to the studio because I have that over 60 free pass yeah so I can keep working in the studio but not necessarily in an environment that's really going to push my boundaries take me out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. um really stretch me creatively and and that's something that I would really like to be able to do you know, it's interesting because the first thing I thought about was craft schools, but not necessarily for, I think, what you're, you're going to learn so many cons, um, techniques and skills and elevate your work pretty quickly, you know, because the workshops are really intense. But as somebody who's taken 18 workshops at craft schools, 
Um, there's not a whole lot. I think I maybe had one with Raisa Bump that was based on like concept, mm-hmm. you know, and that just made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wait, no, I need to make something. And she's like, well, you don't actually get to make anything in this class. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that would be um, very weird. Yeah, it was a little weird, but yeah. Okay. Well, I like that. And maybe, maybe you write something about it. I or, would love to write. I'm or a, start researching I love and writing. share things about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do love to write. And I was intrigued by your idea that writing is a way that we can contribute to the community. So I, I pitched a, an article. Cool. Thank you, Carrie. No problem. And thank you for coming on Perceived Value. Oh, it was my, my great pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Can I get this started to get your mic levels? Brian. Yes. How are you? Uh, not dead yet. Hey, there we go. <laughs> um, you're a pretty nice talker. You got some good levels going on here. So as I check this, oh yeah, guys, I didn't actually show you this. So if I talk, I can turn myself up really loud and I'm not changing the tone of my voice, but then I'm gonna turn myself all the way down and then you can barely see me. I'm just like a little line. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so what I want is like something like in the middle of that. So, uh, from your name tag, I can see that you're classmates with Carrie. Yes. So is the metal smithing department you and her? Um, it's a handful of us that are actually dedicated to the metals program. And then we have, you know, the stragglers that are sort of interested, but not really pushing themselves to go to the different events. Like Carrie said, only four of us actually came down and one of them is our professor. Yeah. Who is your professor? I didn't even ask. Uh, Jane Ritchie. Oh, Jane Ritchie's your professor? Aw. I was in a um, workshop with her at Penland years ago. We took Arthur Hash's class. Um, that's cool. I didn't know where she was at. And so I also start to think that when you start doing things like this, too, um, it also starts to feel just like a family reunion in some ways. You know, it's like, I don't really want to go to snag every year, but I do want to see my friends. And there's some people that if I don't go to snag, I never get to see them. Um, so Brian, what was the value of coming here for you? Like, why did you want this experience? Um, just to kind of get out of my shell and meet different people that are pursuing art and making stuff. Um, cause I like to make things, so I'm still not sure which direction I want to go mm-hmm. with making art or just in general. Would you say, oh, are you kind of shy? Uh, ish. Yeah. Yeah. Get you out of your shell, that's why you said that? A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. I've been to Penland three times because of Jane and some of my other professors. Oh, cool. So I've got experience meeting with like-minded artistic people, and it's opened my eyes to a bunch of different things that I wouldn't have experienced otherwise if I'd stayed in my small town. Yeah. Um, so it's very different from what I'm used to in my prior experience because I was in the Marines for eight years. Oh, you were a Marine? To, yeah. <gasps> okay, so did, were you a Marine right out of high school? Yes. Oh my God. Okay, and so then you did your eight years? Yep, I joined right out of high school, did eight years, was deployed twice. Um, I also did a whole bunch of odds and ends jobs while in the Marines. Yeah. Um, so I've done a lot in my short amount of time that I've been on Earth, it yeah. feels like sometimes. And now pursuing uh, a BFA, it's something completely different from what I've been doing you know, for the past yeah. other 20 years or so. How old are you? Uh, 30 in March. Okay, yeah, you're only 30 and you've already done that. When you were deployed, where, where were you deployed to? Mostly Southeast Asia, so Okinawa, Japan, uh-huh. uh, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, uh, all that little area, uh, yeah. Korea, Vietnam. I've never been the, to any of those areas, and I really want to. It's really interesting. It's an, another like very different culture from America. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just the way of life over there. Um, some of the areas were really, really beautiful and pretty, like Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then you get to some areas of the Philippines and Malaysia where you see the shacks and the shanty towns that people are living in. So it, it yeah. was another very eye-opening experience. Yeah. Gives you a really different perspective. So going into, well, first of all, is the government paying for your schooling? Because I sure as hell hope so. They're paying for part of it. I still, really? It was only part? I thought, oh. It's, I was a reservist, so there's a oh. certain amount of activity time that I have to do to get um, tuition covered. Yeah. And I have enough to do like 80%, so I still take out some grants and student loans and stuff to cover the rest of it. Okay. Because I went full into being a student and stopped like regular jobs. Well, good for you. I feel like it's a nice, you, you deserve it. Like it, lean into it. It's a very interesting change of pace. Cause again, I yeah. went full time, uh, spring semester of 2015 and it was spring, summer, fall classes consistently up until this past semester. Well, how you been doing that? Are you a good student? Uh, aside from the past semester. Yeah. Generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, we'll falter this one. Yeah. Um, so have you been to any other conferences or anything before? Um, not any other conferences. I was supposed to go to Enseca last uh, last year, but yeah. uh, transportation issues arose. Yeah. Um, my friend who was supposed to take me decided to give herself a manicure on a bandsaw. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, we dealt with that instead, yeah. But yeah. It, it's I still um, had a really good professor who was there, and he uh, showed some stuff. So I, I keep in touch with people that are still pr- pushing me to uh, continue my art. Yeah. Which is nice for me because I'm... Uh, Still trying to figure out, you know, what are you doing? Direct, yeah, direction. Well, what what do you want to do when you graduate? Have um, you thought about that, or you're just like get this degree, then figure it out later, kind of thing? I'm um, a little bit of both. I have a tentative idea that I wanted to go into teaching because I am uh, a studio tech on campus in three of the different studios: uh, yeah. metalsmithing, blacksmithing, ceramics, and I helped out in uh, letterpress as well. So I'm like oh, wow. all across the board in my skill set, and yeah. I like helping people do stuff, but. I also need to focus on me with my work because a lot of my work has suffered because I help everyone else get their stuff done instead. Yeah, that's n- that's never going to stop, ever. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so maybe a teacher, which would mean, like, a, have you thought about if you're going to try to get an MFA then? That's the tentative plan I, I'm going towards right now. Yeah. Because um, I think that I enjoy the environment, being around people that are uh, wanting to learn and showing them how to do stuff and then also still learning myself how to do different things and teach people to, um, different techniques. Mm-hmm. Where would you go to, have you thought about where you would go to grad school? Um, I heard Cranbrook is really good. Mm-hmm. And my old ceramics professor is out in Arizona. So I was looking at there or San Diego because they have pretty strong ceramics programs, I've been told. But yeah. I'm also trying to figure out which material I like working with. I like ceramics, but I also like metals and, you know, mm. just making anything, really. Ooh, if you go to San Diego, then you can hang out with Carrie Ann Quick and Sandra Sherman. Ugh. I love Sandra Sherman so much. I have such a crush on her. Um, yeah, so you get like two for one. Um, what top did you um, address any topics when we were brainstorming? I did not, but one of the issues that I've been working with some of my most recent work is veteran-related issues, um, such as yeah. suicide, PTSD, um, substance abuse, because um, I know myself and a lot of my friends from the Marines, uh, something that we all deal Struggle with. Struggle yeah you don't always get the best help uh, once you go back to the civilian lifestyle from the VA. So it's something that resonates with me that I have been trying to draw attention to. Do you speak to that in your work? I do. Uh, one of the most recent pieces that I show is called Veterans Distress 2, and it's a wall-mounted piece um, that's kind of like a, a, a shrine to a person that's committed suicide um, after uh, becoming addicted to alcohol. Yeah. 
from the effects of getting out of the service and whatnot. Yeah, and not receiving the help to help cope with uh, anxiety and depression and PTSD. Because uh, it's a staggering number of statistics that you know, veterans, not just Marines, but all veterans that take their lives. Yeah. Um, like 20 a month or so. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Have you ever thought about maybe you could create some kind of program? I mean, there's a lot of that, like art therapy and mm-hmm. things like that, that maybe if you don't get to be the tenure track phys- professor, maybe your role becomes creating a program where it's funded grants to give art classes to veterans that are struggling with PTSD and things like that. It's something that a couple of my friends have talked about, so I have it in the back of my mind, like yeah. kicking around trying to figure out when to do it and how to do it best. Yeah. But it's something I, I am keeping on the back burner for right now. Yeah, it'd be a huge undertaking, but it it seems like an interesting way to put your skills to s- and combine that. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, for talking to me. No problem. You're so interesting. I can't believe you're a Marine. You've lived like three lives and you're only 30 years old. Good luck. Yeah, I like to joke that I'm 30 human-wise, but I'm like 120 or so in dog years because of Marines aging like dogs. Yeah. Aw. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Brian. No problem. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've given little tutorials. Just talk straight into the microphone. Try not to hit the table and all those things. Okay. Um, and how do you like that voice, like, in your ears? Is that good? I guess. Yeah, you feel okay with it? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, I'll try, I couldn't read. Or what is it? Oh, Bowling Green State University. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know all about Marissa Sandals. Yeah. That's your professor, correct? Yeah. Cool. So is this your first time at the symposium? No, my second. Oh, your second time. Mm-hmm. Is Does she really focus on getting you guys to go to things like Yuma and ECU? and? Yeah. yeah. She's a pusher, though. Like, she would push you. Like, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Yeah. And, like... She's my um my role model, but mm-hmm. I I my aim is to be more than her. But she's what I'm I'm hoping for. She's my guide. She's your guide. Yeah. She's your mentor. Let me say it like that. I mm-hmm. love mentors. They yeah. make the world go around, and they're really important to have. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you called her a pusher too, because I feel like I'm kind of a pusher sometimes. <laughs> but you need pushers in your life. True. Yeah, True. because this experience is really valuable and. I think it'd be something if she's like, hey, guys, if you want to go, I'm going to this thing and you should think about it. But instead, she's probably like, we're going to this. Well, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she would tell you, oh, you need to go, but it's going to add like a quarter of an inch on your resume. They're yeah. going to get to see people. And she like she usually tells you the people that will be coming and why she thinks you should meet them. So, oh, so you come here knowing there's people that you want to meet and talk yeah, to. Yeah, me personally, I'm not from here. So yeah. I'm starting to learning more about the American culture and the different artists that I get to meet mm-hmm. in my time here. Yeah. So anything that she tells me, I'm like, I'm going for it. And I'm the type that would want to go for it. I don't wait. I just yes. go get it. Are you here on a student visa? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? From Ghana. You're from Ghana? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I did say your name, and I was like, I wonder if she's... Okay. Um, and so how long have you been in... Where's Bowling Green? Is that Ohio? Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Wow, you're in Ohio. What do you think about Ohio? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Were you like, cool. the day you got here, you're like, this is not what I thought well, it was going to be. I've been going back and forth for eight years. Oh, wow. But my husband came in November and he's like, it, it, he, the first thing he said was, it's as if they've opened the freezer and we are in it. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he's like, can you do me a favor? I don't want to be invited on any time during the winter. Yeah, oh, really? will be fine. So yeah. he's staying in Ghana while mm-hmm. you're here studying? Mm-hmm. How's that going? Is that hard? 
yeah if i ever come back to the world i wouldn't want to do that again yeah um how long have you been married um two years but we've dated for nine years oh my god how mm-hmm. old are you I'm 29, 10, and 30. What? I would have never <laughs> clocked you at 30. You look good for 30. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wh- what is he doing? Why didn't he want to come? Or was it just like he doesn't have a student visa, so he couldn't come over as well? No, or? no now he has a spousal visa. Okay. But he has a good job, so I don't want him to leave. Yeah. Because um, I don't know what I want to do after school here or back home. So until yeah. I'm set on what I want to do. Because usually when he leaves and he comes, and he doesn't get a good job he's gonna put it on you so yeah i'm waiting for him to make the decision himself yeah so i get that i was interviewing somebody that had the same situation where they got a job teaching and they're commuting back and forth because mm-hmm. his wife had just gotten this rock star job with so much money and he was like you can't leave that so i'll travel back and forth so i get that so you came over here to bowling green did you are you a jewelry metals major yeah Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, is you're an undergrad? No, MFA. Oh, you're MFA. Where did mm-hmm. you do your undergrad? In Ghana. In Ghana. Really? Wow. Okay. So, what is the culture different in like studio wise? Is it really different? Very. Yeah. Like one of the reasons why actually, well, there's in my school we have an MFA program too. Yeah. But one of the reasons why I decided to come out come to the states or anywhere outside the country to study was to learn a different experience and different skills yeah because my my main goal is to go back and teach in my school and the only way i could make a difference was to learn outside the box so i decided to come here and it's been really 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 great yeah it's been tough i've learned a lot and i wouldn't i wouldn't give it up for anything yeah it's been great what is well what has been an aspect okay so let's do this what is one of your favorite aspects and then share an aspect that you really struggle with so well um when i came when i went to bowling green i had to um enroll one year in school without a scholarship and um the reason was because my concept was um low and Tom Muir, who, who is the um, the senior professor, mm-hmm. he told me in the email when everybody emailed saying, "Oh, you don't qualify for this um, position, whatever." But his his email read specifically, "I think you have potential, but you are lacking knowledge and skill. And if you give if you can give yourself a year to pay for your academics, I could help you out." Oh, so he made it like a barter with you. Yeah, like, but this. I had to pay for everything. Ooh, how'd that feel? <laughs> Well, I was I was excited. My my one of my friends that I actually applied with, she dropped out, and I said I'm going for it. And she's like, "How are you gonna pay all of that?" I said, "Well, what, once we get there, we'll cross that river." But until then, I'm not worried. How much was so it for a year? I paid twenty six thousand dollars for oh, my God. academics, excluding my um, my rent. Yeah, I had to sell my car. I had to sell. I had to take all my life savings, and I had to take um, support for my parents yeah did you take student loans at all nope i don't have any student loans good for you yeah. though i mean you sold your car but whatever it's better than <laughs> yeah. debt i feel like so i had to do the one-year program and it, before i could finish tom told me to enroll in the mfa program yeah. so i did so i enrolled three days before the deadline and i got a full scholarship for the graduate program yeah you did yeah. way to come through tommy <laughs> yeah it's been, it's been great um I've gotten a lot of exhibitions. I've gotten a lot of awards. I've been in on the um, the Bowling Green Magazine um, newspaper, mm-hmm. which 
from when before I came, I wasn't. I didn't even have anything in any exhibition. I didn't know anything about resume. So yeah. I've learned a lot. And I now I speak when I go home. I speak to students from the art um, section. Yeah. Because in Ghana, they don't really patronize art as something that is valuable as yeah. as it is here. So. So you're investing in your own community by that's doing the thing. this. That's the main reason. That's incredible. So th- in that system in Ghana, so you have, well, you have universities, of mm-hmm. course, but do you have things like tenure track positions? Do you know what I mean when I'm talking well, about that? Currently, with what I have now, if yeah. I go back to my school, which, yeah, like, well, I've gotten a number of emails, but I don't want to go back now. Yeah. <laughs> with the intention being the academic system is still low. And for me, as a, as a new um, graduate student, if you go and you tell somebody who actually taught you in school that, oh, let's change this academic um, calendar to this way, they're not going to listen to you because they are very comfortable. Ghanaians are very comfortable in their shoes. That is very difficult for them, for them to move to something new. Yeah. And everybody hates change. I don't know if you believe me, but I've never seen any of my, my teachers' works, even in college. I've not seen any of their works. Yeah. That is a very so, different culture. Yeah. So me wow. seeing the works here, me hearing Marissa saying, oh, this weekend I'm going to be in my studio the whole time making work. I'm like, that is pretty impressive. They're leaving them by example. Yeah. That's really important. So, I'd rather huh. prefer to get experience here so that when I go back, I know what I'm doing than to go back not really knowing what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. You can go back and be a total rock star. Yeah, but it will be very difficult because they are hard-headed. Yeah. And because most of them are matured. So as me being a kid telling them that let's change it to this way or I want, let's all make work, they're not going to listen. Yeah. But they are very impressed about me and they talk about me a lot yeah. because they, they claim I've taken their name far, but I don't think they helped me in getting here. <laughs> like you didn't help me, but no. thanks for <laughs> taking credit. No. So it's been good. Yeah. I mean, it's been tough because I'm a twin too. So my twin sister is back home too. Oh, you're a twin? Yeah. So it's, it's been a, lo- a long journey. Yeah. I'm so impressed by you and congratulations on everything that Thank you're doing. Thank you. I don't know if I would have been able to do pay the full year and like hold out. Mm-hmm. And there's something about like, you know, I feel like being in grad school and things like this, like you need your family and people around you to just say like, you're doing okay. Keep mm-hmm. going. And so... Damn, you must be real resilient. And I just applaud you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much. Thank you. For sharing your story and giving some insight. I'm so happy that you're here and I got to meet you. Same. All right. (laughs) Well, have a good night. Thank you. Perceived Value is recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. If you love the podcast and you want to show your support, become our patron visit patreon.com slash perceived value to learn more or check out our website at perceivedvaluepodcast.com and click on the support page. As always, thank you for listening.